Hey guys, it's Anthony here from Soda and Tulpas, and did you know this month we have a brand new sci-fi comic that's out on Kickstarter? That's right, this month we're bringing to you an exceptional action-packed sci-fi project for all you hardcore Star Trek, Stargate and Battlestar Galactica fans to sink your teeth into. Created by Scout Comics published comic book writer Ben Slaback is Exilium and spin-off miniseries Exilium Vanguard. Now each issue is packed with non-stop action, relevant themes and plenty of lasers to make your inner Captain Kirk proud. Pick up the latest issue of Exilium Season 2 and the first two issues of Exilium Vanguard by heading to exiliumcomic.com. That's exiliumcomic.com. E-X-I-L-I-U-M comic.com. And when you pledge your support, don't forget to share it with your friends. And now, on with this podcast. Hello, nerds. You're listening to an episode on the Nerdcore podcast feed. If you're feeling generous, please consider pledging to a tier on our Patreon at patreon.com slash the Nerdcore. We have tiers as low as $1 per month. Thanks so much, and enjoy the episode. Welcome back to the Nerdcore Podcast, podcast reviews of movies and talks that nerd shit. This is episode 444, and as always, is the nerd you're going to hear the whole show along with my wonderful co-host, 444, it's like that Jay-Z album, bro, 444. Mm-hmm. Yep. As always, joined by Young Yoda. What's up, sup, everybody? Episode 444, triple four. Four on the floor. We do not recommend you to choose those numbers as your lottery numbers. No, that that's just no. <laughs> you never know, though. You never know, but I don't know. Don't 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 blame us. Don't don't take any advice from us ever. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> and man, and uh, what's it called? Of course, today we are finally in September. You know what that means. It is the beginning of our International Film Month here at the Nerdcore as we look at movies made from outside of the United States of America. And, yep, it's one of my favorite months of the year. We get to do a lot of cool stuff and a lot of good movies. Watch a lot of um, movies that we have no idea about. No idea about. And, um, yeah, how are you doing today, Brad? How was Labor Day yesterday? It was nice. I I slept in, and then I watched Mm -hmm. a really long movie. Yep. And I, I took a nap in between watching that really long movie. Yeah. I I, I had a similar day like yours. Yeah, I took a, I, I watched an hour and 30, and I'm like, I'm going to take a nap. <laughs> yeah. Fuck it. It's okay, man. That's how you do it. You break it up, one hour and 30. Or when you get to part two, you just leave part two for, there, for the There's day. some points where, you know, you're going, I know this movie's not boring me. I'm just really fucking yeah. tired. That's the thing. So, like, I'm going to go ahead and say before I start, um, I I know th- this movie was not boring. Okay? No. I'm going to tell you that right now. But I'm so tired. I woke up really early. I woke up early. What's it called? I had to get out of bed yesterday. 20 minutes in, I paused it. I was like, I have to go to sleep for a bit because I can't do this. My eyes yeah. are falling asleep. And I'm just tired, man. And uh, I <laughs> went to bed. Woke up. 
went to finish, like I finished an hour and three minutes in, and I was like, okay, we'll leave two hours for tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's that's sometimes what you have to do for especially for these long movies. Yeah. Like I can't I can't just sit for like three hours. Like I tried. I really did try roll, and it's just like I know. I looked, I got to the hour thirty minute, and I'm like, I'm gonna take a nap. Yeah. It's Labor Day, I'm gonna take a nap. <laughs> yeah. I pretty much just ran errands on Labor Day and I came back home, uh, watched this movie and ate some food and then went to bed because uh What's it called? Uh, I'm asleep. What's it called? I wanted to sleep today. I wanted to sleep yesterday. I didn't even get to sleep that much. But um, yeah, uh, I watched an hour yesterday. Finished it up right now. Literally right now. Um, I was not tired watching it right now. I'm guessing because of that G fuel finally quickly. Excess amount of G fuel. Which, which flavor? Oh, I'm I'm still rocking with my with my raging goldfish, bro. Ooh, I I will say um I am I am in love with the Bahama Mama. Bahama Mama. Bahama yeah. Mama. That is that is my shit. And I don't know if you noticed, Brad, but you know I shaved. I mean, shaved. I, I, I did not notice. Yeah. Um. And this, the, all of this, is going away on the on Saturday. I'm I'm, late. I'm going to go cut my hair. I'm not going to look like Andre Rublev in the movie anymore. <laughs> um. I'm done. At least I can't get that beard, but I do have a little bit of the wonky ass hair. But um. Mm-hmm. Uh. Yeah. And, of course, we are starting our month here looking at international films by discussing the 1966 Russian historical drama epic film Andrei Rublev from Andrei Tarkovsky. And, uh, yeah, man, what's it called? I'm excited. Brad Brad, pick, Brad, and I, we picked some good stuff this month, and I'm excited Hopefully. to go through them. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. I e mean, I've, cool, I've, watched, I've watched a lot of movies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I can't. Can, can we still use week, that joke after we review it? <laughs> next week, the bit dies. I don't know if it will go well, but you know. Brad, do you know Spanish? Yeah, <laughs> and your mother too. You, you never, you never asked if I if I spoke it fluently. You just asked if I knew some Spanish, and yeah, I know quite quite a few. They're all the bad words, but I know quite a few. And the movie titles, and you know, <laughs> yeah, that's about it. Yeah, well. Uh, granted, my friends, this movie did come out. Well, it's going to be interesting how we talk about when this movie came out. Uh, this movie came out in 66, so I don't have to give you guys a spoiler warning. So I'm going to go ahead and start reading from our friends over at Wikipedia, the best source, I guess, or it's just whatever we can Our use. only source we ever <laughs> use. Yeah. Andrei Rublev, or pronounced Rublev, Rublev, uh, is a 1966 Soviet epic biographical historical drama uh, film directed by Andrei Tarkovsky and co-written with Andrei Konchalovsky. The film was remade and re-edited from the 1966 film titled The Passion According to Andrei by Tarkovsky, which was censored during the first decade of the Brezhnev era in the Soviet Union. Uh, The film is loosely based on the life of Andrei Rublev, the 15th century Russian icon painter, the film features Anatoly Soli- oh, fuck, I hate myself. <laughs> Solinstein, Nikolai Grinko, Ivan Lapikov, Nikolai Sergeyev, Nikolai Burlegev, and Tarkovsky's wife, Irma Rausch, Sanva Yamshikov, a famous uh, Russian restorer and art historian, was a scientific consultant on the film. 
Andrei Rublev is set against the background of early of early 15th century Russia. Uh, although the film is only loosely based on the life of Andrei Rublev, it seeks to depict a realistic portrait of medieval Russia. Tarkovsky sought to create a film that shows the artist the artist as a world histor- historic figure and Christianity as an axiom of Russia's historical identity during a turbulent period of Russian history that ultimately resart- resulted in the Tsardom of Russia. The film's themes include artistic freedom, religion, political ambiguity, uh, autodidacticism, and the making of art under a repressive regime. Because of this, it was not released domestically in the official atheist Soviet Union for years after it was completed, except for a single 1966 screening in Moscow. A version of the film was shown at the 1969 Cannes Film Festival, where it won the Fipresci Prize. Uh, in 1971, a censored version of the film was released in the Soviet Union. The film was further cut for commercial reasons upon its U.S. release through Columbia Pictures in, in 1973. As a result, several versions of the film exist. Although these these issues with censorship uh, obscured and truncated the film for many years following its release, the film was soon recognized by mes- many Western critics and film directors as highly as a highly original and accomplished work. Even more since being restored to its original version, Andrei Rubioff has come to be regarded as one of the greatest films of all time and has often been ranked by, has been often ranked highly in both sight and sound critics and director's polls. There's another, there's another uh, version of this film that existed that, that they don't talk about until you go into like deep into the Wikipedia article. Soviet television premiered this movie Highly censored without telling Tarkovsky in like 72. So, so how long was that movie? Like just an hour? <laughs> it was like a hundred and something. Like it was highly edited, bro. Well, I mean, if they, and like censored. you were telling me, if they, they edited out all the Christian imagery in this, there'd be no fucking movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, spoilers. <laughs> the Red Guardian was in fact not the hero of this film. <laughs> Um, Did not make an appearance, no. No. Uh, so, of course, uh, cinematography by Vadim Yuzov um, and edited by three editors. God damn. Tatiana Gorchieva. One for each hour. <laughs> They're all just three uh, aliases <laughs> that, that Tarkovsky goes under, bro. Yep, probably. Because <laughs> none of them have Wikipedia. No, no, have it. Like, they're all probably just Tarkovsky. Yeah. Uh, They'll never know I'm Olga. <laughs> yeah. I, guys, I'm really sorry. I'm not Russian, nor do I speak the Russian language, so I do not know how to pronounce half of these names. The music is done by uh, Vyacheslav Orvichkov. Orvichkov, Orvichkov. Yeah. I mean, I'll, 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 it's best, better than I could do. Yeah. <laughs> so, of course, the uh, first cut, which is available on the Criterion uh, Collection, uh, what's it called, Blu-ray. I have it. I bought it last sa- two sales ago, actually, now. Uh, the Passion According to Andre is 205 minutes. It sits at three hours and three minutes. No, no, that's the the first. That's one I watched. That's one you watched, bro. That's the one they had online. No, no, no. Uh, three hours and three minutes. Yeah, six, twelve, eighteen, eighteen, one hundred eighty-three minutes. Yes, that's the final cut. Okay, so I watched the final cut. That yeah, was the part. The, uh, the Passion According to Andre is 205 minutes, so that's three hours and 25 minutes? Yeah, uh, yeah, three hours and 25 minutes. Uh, and 
it was made for 1.3 million rubles, but the version that we watched was the final cut, which is preferred by Tarkovsky, and it sits at three hours and three minutes. Uh, I mean, so if I got to watch a long ass movie, it's preferred by me too. Yeah, <laughs> so the Snyder cut would be could be would be nine hours. Shut yes, yeah, but he's not wrong. No, Snyder got his hands on this; it'd be nine yeah. hours. Um, it is absolutely no surprise that uh, it was it was censored as much as it was censored. Uh, also, what's it called? Uh, Tartakovsky, uh, what's it called? Scorsese was actually the first one to order the restoration uh, of this one after the the laser disc release of this movie on the collection. And uh, it's though. Remember that. Remember that thing I told you about how like the editor was known. The editor of his movies was known. For keeping the original like cuts of the movies like under her bed, mm-hmm. and then it like it, it um, caught on fire. Caught on fire. Well, she also owned a copy of this of the cut of, of the original cut under her bed, and somehow Scorsese was got that cut while in Russia. So I don't know what the hell happened or how Scorsese got it, but he got that fi- that first cut. Uh, well, when you have a million something dollars, it doesn't surprise me. <laughs> Welcome, KP Sports 90. Thank you for the follow. Thank you. Thank you for the follow, yeah. KP Sports. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, man. And, uh, of course, there was a lot of, like, hard depictions of violence, which the Soviet Union did not like either, apparently. Um, but, yeah. Brad, do you want me to go first, or should I go first? You go first. <laughs> it's your movie. You go first. Yeah. Let the let let me completely suck this movie off, and that you know, just like, just just down to the down to the gullet. <laughs> yeah, so you can be like, it's all right. <laughs> um, I have put this movie off for a really really long time. If you go back to December of 2019, I believe, because 2020 was a uh, Rostami that we did, December of 2019. When we, I announced our picks, I originally chose this movie. But then I Googled the movie, and I was like, this is three hours long. Okay. I have no time right now to be watching a three-hour long minute movie. And to be fair, Stalker was our first movie, and I finished watching that. So, like, what's an extra 20 minutes to me if I finish watching Stalker, which was, like, almost as long as this movie? I mean, but it wasn't as long. It was 20 fair, minutes less. But to be fair, like 20 minutes, 20 minutes a movie is a lot. Yeah. You know, but like still, you think about it, like, what was it to me? Like, I really couldn't chose this movie. So for like almost two years, I had said, I'm gonna watch this movie. I'm gonna watch this movie. I never once watched it. I planned a commentary of it for my personal channel, never did it. I planned to choose it for a commentary for this channel. I never did it. And then Brad said, you can always choose it for an international month. And I said, if I don't ever get the chance, I'm never going to be able to do it. So I chose this movie. And I hate myself every single bit for not watching this as soon as I could. It's always that movie where you're just like, I'll get to it. I'll get to it. And then it's just like, oh, shit, that was the shit. (laughs) That was great. (laughs) As... On the grounds of the emperor himself, I tell you, no one can touch Kurosawa. But there is one man that can sit down with him at his table. And his name is Andrei Tarkovsky, bro. 
this man, this also might just be one of my favorite black and white restorations that the Criterion Collection has done, because this is beautiful, bro. What, what, did they do? Did they do the restoration for? Was that what we watched on the site? Was the restoration? Which one did you do? The Criterion? The Criterion yeah, Channel? the Criterion yes, Channel. That is, okay. the, that is the restoration from. And you know what? Like most of the movie, except at the end, and I don't yeah. know because where it goes into color is when yeah. it. it it has an issue going into the that, color film. It has that thing that is in Dersu, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. It's a, the, the camera, I don't know if it can't like get like focused on the color or like the colors at first look faded and then it finally comes in. Well, Hello, oh, Kylie. Hey, Kylie. Thank you for joining us, Kylie. Yeah. Indeed. Uh, thank you for the follow. Thank you. On both of your Appreciate accounts. Yeah, that's two of your accounts. Hell yeah. Um, I think More than that it's either the film stock was hard to develop because this is pretty early in color film stock, Brad. Yeah. When you think about it, but, or what's it called? Uh, it was intentional. Which it might have been. And, um, I'm not saying I had a problem with that. Yeah. Uh, I just, it was noticeable because you go from black and white to color. And between yeah. that, there's that little bit of kind of weirdness and, yeah. and Let's color grain. He, he, must, um, he masters that in stalker. When he goes from sepia to color. Oh yeah, yeah, that. he he totally masters that in Stalker. But in this one, it, it it's I don't know if it's meant. I don't know if that's just the a restoration issue. But it doesn't last long, and you get the full bright color of the original painting of the Trinity. Yeah, yeah. And to be fair, this is a high definition restoration. This is in two K. This is in four K. So we haven't seen like the you know a really really well restored. But even then, this is beautiful, dude. Like this, this, this is some of the best restoration I've seen. And also just like, it's crazy, bro. Like this man, this man came close to for me to being on par with Kurosawa's black and white. Like all those scenes in the rain and but like. He's what? good. He's good. We'll give him that. He's no emperor. He's no emperor, but Brett, like that's like the snow. The way he captured the rain, and and we all we both know we've seen our share, yeah. our share of Tarkovsky. He he has a beautiful yeah. way. Of and I will I will put Tarkovsky water. right up there, close to Kurosawa. But you can't make me say that that rain scene in Rashomon is outclassed no, by anything not. I've seen from Tarkovsky. No, no, no. But I'm, that's <laughs> why I'm saying like he came close in this movie close. to being there with him because those like. Just the way he was capturing the rain, especially the snow. Whenever we were at the monastery, yeah, it was beautiful to look at. And beautiful. although I did have a question on that, because they said, "Oh, it's it's you know it's bad oh, luck no. for it to snow in a monastery," and I'm like, "They just burnt half this town down. Are we sure that's not ash? Like, and they're just thinking it's snow." Like the last episode of Game of Thrones. Yeah, it's just like, it's no, not that's snow. That's ash. ash. <laughs> but um, I love this movie. I um. There's a lot more that I'm going to go into, but I'm going to go ahead and let Brad go into what he thought. But uh, yeah, I just, I, I, this was, I, I, I just hate myself for not going into this, for not getting this movie done. Been there. Um, I think, it, I, yeah, I think uh, Dur Dursa Uzla, uh, that was, that was for me, not watching that <laughs> sooner. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was for me for that. Uh, but this, this movie this movie's great um you know i don't the only issue i have with it is a fucking three hour movie <laughs> it's 
three hours, bro. You can cut 30 minutes out of it. 20 minutes, I'm good. But I say the same thing about most all three-hour movies. I say that about fucking... I say that about, about Seven Samurai, and I love Seven Samurai. You, like, like could you, you cut it 20 minutes for me, and I'll be fine. I just have an issue when a movie runs longer than three hours. That's... yeah. That's a personal kind of quabble, so I don't, I can't really tell these great directors like, yeah, you like, you know, you sucking your own dick there towards the end. Come on now, um, but it's sometimes what it feels like with three-hour movies. Some um, beautiful dick sucking, though. But <laughs> Jesus Christ! I will say uh, this has beautiful scenes in it, um, very memorable scenes. Um, the the one scene where he literally murders a soldier to save this woman and this woman in the very next scene just goes off with them. And you're just like, you're, you're a special, you're a special kind of stupid, (laughs) but we're just, we're just going to leave off there. We're just going to continue on. Um, the whole bell making scene at the end, I thought was just, I thought it was meant for a different movie because of just, we go from, we're following, you know, Andre throughout this, and he's kind of just there, kind of, towards the end of the bell. I love the bell scene, though. I just following this kid who's like, hey, all my family died. But I know the secret of bell making. And then you realize, like, his dad was a total jerk and just died of the plague without leaving him the secret of bell making. And yeah. he just he just fucking lucked out for the most part um, or had that much skill. Um, I, I thought thought just that, that whole scene through there was pretty amazing. Um I mean, I I can't really some some of the fighting scenes. I don't know. I, I've just seen so many Kurosawa, you know, men on horses mm-hmm. fighting, like that. Those weren't as up to par for me. But then again, I th- I feel like in Japan you can find a whole bunch of better suited theater troops out there who can do those scenes. And here, I think Tarkovsky probably had to just get a collective bunch of just random. You know, Russian countrymen. And also, he's not that type of director. No. So your war scenes aren't as polished as a Kurosawa. That's that's what I would say, which it it doesn't really take away from the movie. It's just one of those things where I like when I think of war scene with horses and stuff, I'm thinking Kurosawa. It's not quite up to that level, but moves the story along. And the the whole scene where they're huddled in the church and they break down the doors, that that's just it just there's just some memorable stuff and they start peeling i'm guessing gold off the roofs and stuff that's all mm-hmm. i can figure out um we, we didn't we didn't talk about the pagan scene which you you texted me you're like dude <laughs> hey, Tarkovsky knows how to I, pick them <laughs> so um i'll go first first i'm gonna go off what you just said um yeah what's it called he's not that type of director he's not this like grand epic like no this is as epic as he can get yeah i i mean like, and maybe it's just because i'm used to purpose i'm used to like solaris and stalker yeah. which it's more of this quiet haunting feeling and this movie is definitely more of an epic form of yeah. you know this is one of those it's it's a it's basically like a documentary of somebody's life yeah um a loose documentary but and it's different. It's different from him what we're usually used to. And Stalker's still my favorite from him. Or like, remember. The, the, oh yeah. Um, like, like I like this movie, but Stalker, Stalker's still a ten out of ten for me. Yeah. Remember, he went from Ivan's childhood to this. Yeah. 
And, we, you, and you, you remember, we weren't very impressed with the black and white because we had watched all his colored movies. We were just like, mm-hmm. the color movies that he he makes, they just pop off the screen and they're just and they like, you green, can't take bro. your eyes away from them. Whereas his black and white, they don't engross me as much as, say, Stalker or Solaris um, or number of other movies we watched mirror mirror yeah mirror um this one this one did okay this one did was better than ivan's childhood for me like he learned mm-hmm. some stuff on i guess storytelling in black and white and this one moved really well i thought for for pacing wise for a three-hour movie wasn't horrible and you can tell that they gave him a lot more room to work with because remember he wasn't supposed to direct ivan's childhood he stepped in to, to direct it, mm-hmm. to polish the screenplay, but he wasn't supposed to direct. And you can tell that Moss Film gave him a lot more room to work with in this movie. Yeah. Um, but to me, just like there's so many memorable stuff. Uh, first of all, just I, I, uh, I, it's so hard to not look at these movies without feeling like Andre's giving you like bits and pieces of what he believes his life is. Um, or or what his religion is? What his religion? Yeah, because he 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 really him. most of his movies dive deep into that or talking shit on the government. Yeah, <laughs> which I really do enjoy when he does that. <laughs> because this whole movie is him telling the Soviet Union, "You guys are fucking stupid that you refuse to believe that Christianity played a part in your in your in your history." Yeah, and and you being and you censoring art. And destroying art because it 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 reflects who you used to be. It 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 doesn't do anything to erase what actually happened. Well, and then and then Andre is just not Andre. He's Saint Andre. He was yeah. canonized for his paintings. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and like it's kind of a big deal. <laughs> and throughout this, like that's why I feel like Tarkovsky just constantly puts there like. This is how I feel like as an artist, like at the end, how Andre, uh, Andre just the whole time, ever since the the brutality of, of, the, of the Tatars coming in, he took that, that vow of silence. I was wondering how the hell you like, you said that. I'm like, is it like tartar sauce? Is it like Tatar? Like Tatar, I think. I, I don't like, I, I'm not very I good with speak, the historical kind of. I don't speak Tat. All I could fit, all I learned from just reading up on it is it was like a Mongolian Russian mm-hmm. sect. Yeah, it was like Turkic people, and yeah, yeah. Um, but ever since then, he doesn't speak. But it isn't it's until he 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 caresses that kid who's like crying because he 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 can't believe that people care about what he makes like to that level. And he never got that from his father. And like, that's kind of a way that the Tarkovsky is kind of saying, like, for so long, I don't understand what my art does. And somehow y'all connect to it. And in a way, remember, his father wasn't a filmmaker. His father was a fucking, if I remember correctly, he was like a theater director. He was like a writer or something. Yeah. He was like a writer. And he's like, you know, I my, my father didn't pass me on this like grand message and, you know, this grand, what's it called, gift of, being a, a writer, like he chose, like cinema chose him and he, um, he's able to go on and be, be the artist that he's, he is man. And, um, that's why that, that whole last part with the kids just spoke so much to me. And I'm like, 
you know, and it's and it's what's it called? It's 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 Tarkovsky. He, all of his movies have bits and pieces of who he is, mm-hmm. and uh, especially this one does too with the with the faith. It's you know he he is a very important man of faith. With what's it called? His faith is so important to him, but he also knows when to like question his faith, which is like something that's so taboo, especially even now where people are like, you don't question what you what you believe in. Like you gotta just like continue going with it. You know, nobody, nobody wants to continue. No, like dur- during the scene that's our background, during the cru- the during the Passion, mm-hmm. he says, "What if the people who crucified Jesus actually loved Jesus? You know, they and they did it because that was his will, and it was his will to always die on that cross." Oh, that's that's one interpretation, and that's where you run into different interpretations of everything. So it's just another interpretation of what could have been because guess what? None of us were there. No, none of us were there. You know? And um like, like but, and you, you go into like the Bible and stuff, like you, you get Jesus at birth and then you get Jesus at thirty three. Like there's a shit ton of years there. We don't know. Why don't yeah. we know? There's somebody who wrote something down. And it's probably locked up in the Vatican. And yeah. like, I'm not going to go any further because they're going to make me missing. <laughs> but then there's like where Andre has his faith tested multiple times too. They want him to do that painting of the, the last judgment. But he's like, I'm not going to paint this like very violent depiction that you all want because yeah, I feel like because it, it's going to scare people. And I feel like it guilts them into wanting to convert. Yeah. And, and you know, and that that's why. Okay, so let's go. Let's go to that scene. That's the the scene in the church, and he throws something on the wall. Yeah, is that paint or shit? That looked like shit, but it, it was looked paint. like shit, right? Paint, and then then you paint. had the the woman smelling it. Yeah. So there was there oh, was that. That woman was uh that woman was actually like probably like mentally not there. That yeah. uh, that's what I'm yeah. reading in in the wiki. Yeah, yeah. and that's why she runs off because she. Short-term know. memory, in yeah, a way. She doesn't know what she what's going on. Yeah, but um, yes, uh, that that was painting, but that was paint, but it looked like <laughs> it's hard to tell in black and white. I even put that on Twitter. I'm just like, yeah, it's really hard to tell in black and white if it's shit or shit? paint, because he could be saying with the because it does. He could be saying a message there of, you know, trying to scare people into faith is shit. He could yeah. literally be saying that. Yeah, and then that's why all of his movies are so like all of his movies that deal with like these ideas of faith, like this one, Stalker, they're never they're never like preachy. They're never like, you know, scary to tell you like fuck it, I'm gonna I'm gonna get into it. You know, if you guys wanna go ahead and you know get on me, you can get on me. The Passion of the Christ is one of the most guilt tripping movies you can ever watch. It literally scares you into wanting to be Catholic or Christian. Like it's literally meant to like it's literally meant like that. Like like, why would you put that brutality there to like for any other purpose but to scare them into thinking? Like, we all know we've read the Bible multiple times. We know that Jesus suffered a lot, you know. But I, like, I, I just, I just want to put, put. Uh, can can I say my joke that I always say on the Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> so um, when I went to see Passion of the Christ, I went to see it with a friend, and my friend, like, he was Catholic, like very Catholic, and. Yeah. He, he's just bawling by the end of this movie. He turns to me. He's like, you're not crying. And I'm like, I read the book. The book bro. <laughs> yeah. Which just, I didn't realize it, 
But yeah, I was a total asshole. <laughs> but I'm like something like that compared to this and stalker, where like it's very organic, it's very conversation based, it's very based on like what you're looking at and what you're seeing. You know, the well, violence in here it's is a being... lot. It's it's a lot like stalker. You get to the end, and he's not trying to like push them in. Like he wants them to go in to that room on their own accord. He even stops one from falling in because he knows he doesn't technically believe like in that he doesn't have any hope in that but at the same time he doesn't want him to like you know just accidentally fall into it which mm-hmm. you know that's that's how most religions should be they shouldn't be this fear-based oh you're gonna go to hell and be yeah. eternity like you know that is that is not the best way to, for me to get followers yeah and, and i think that that's kind of like the way that what's it called uh that that they kind of depicted Krill in here, like he's like he 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 abandons the monastery, then he comes back like begging, and he's like, you know, I've suffered a lot. Can you guys give me a chance? And the, the guy's like, no, 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 no. But but like Krill keeps on going, like please, just I'm begging, like. And then he's got to write the scripture for fifteen times, and it's like, y'all some y'all some bastards. So, like, like, and you know that ain't like no small thing because the book's probably like that fucking big in Russian. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. but um, just, he he even says it. He's like, I'm never gonna finish this. There is no way. <laughs> I'm just gonna have to. What's it called? Uh, I'm just gonna have to try and repent and call it a day. Like, there's uh, no way I'm doing this 15 times. Excuse me, but um, yeah, this movie's epic. This movie's beautifully shot. Um. There, there are certain scenes in here where, yeah, you're you're kind of stuck. Just like, even the beginning, the beginning with the the um, hot air balloon mm-hmm. where he's flying. Like, I don't know the point of that, but it was dope, bro. <laughs> the naked pagan woman running into that river, mm-hmm. and then swimming, and then and then it cuts off, and it doesn't it doesn't let you know does she drown or does she make it to the to the very far edge, yeah. it just cuts her off swimming, and you're going, okay, Tarkovsky, that was good. That was... Yeah, like, holy... Like, that's be- it was beautiful. Like, the way the steady cam was just following her, and you had the sun, like, peeking in into the river, and her, she's just naked, like, running in. I'm like, bro, you didn't have to film this, but this is beautiful. Yeah. Like Also, this, um, this movie gives me, like, a history lesson in a way, because I always forget, because Americans always do this. We're like, oh, we've been around forever. And then you look at it, you're like, 1,400. Hmm. Black death. Mm. Plague. And then you're going, wait. America was founded when? Oh. Yeah. We've only been around. These places have been around for fucking ever. Kingdoms forever. <laughs> ever before we even, like, 1607. You know. 1607 is when Jamestown, Virginia gets settled. That's the first instance of, like, America becoming America. Yeah. But which so, is nothing, like, nothing compared to to China, to Russia, even to France. Like yeah. nothing. Like we are babies. We are yeah. babies running around knocking shit over. That's is what we are. <laughs> but um, I just I I love this movie. This is God. I'm hoping somebody chooses this movie for cinema condition, please, because I I think I'm not I, doing I wonder, it. I know you're not. That's not you're doing. Here. I mean, I've I've chosen some other stuff, but I'm not doing this one. <laughs> Yeah, hope somebody does it because there's. A, I want to rewatch it and like really, really dig into what I think that this movie's trying to say. Even though I have an idea, but um, 
I just, you know, I, I love this There's movie. a lot. Yeah, there's a lot deeper meaning you can get into this that we yeah. just don't do on this show. The, no, no, that's no question. I mean, that's for any Tarkovsky movie, really. Um, yeah. But I'm not going to do it again. It's a miracle that we're going this long right now. But um, yeah. Yeah. I love this movie. Um, uh, I'm glad that I chose the three hour to be the first one so that we can just get out of the way. That's like, oh, we can just go ahead and go next week to Into Mama Tambien. But um, I love this movie. It's epic. It's grand. It's everything I want. And uh, this is the last Tarkovsky movie I had to watch, like feature length, because I haven't watched his short films. But it's the last one that I had to watch. Is this? And do I have one to watch? I think I have one more to watch. Nostalgia, yeah. Nostalgia, which I have a feeling that will be your least favorite, but because it is my least favorite, and like, is it black you know, and white? No, it's color, but it's like hmm. really dra- drawn out color. But I will say, the last scene of Nostalgia might be one of your favorite scenes of all time, which is possible. Just, that was kind of like Bergman, Bergman throwing in some shit there. I'm like, yeah. that was a dope scene. Yeah, but um, I love. This I don't. Movie. I don't know if you're gonna beat Stalker. Like Stalker, no. I, Stalker's not gonna be beat for me. Yeah, there's just too many great scenes in Stalker from a visual level and storytelling level that that's Tarkovsky's masterpiece well, to me. He had to do this to get to Stalker. Yeah, like, he had to do a lot of this to get to Stalker, and um. That's but here, here's another thing that I want to bring up. This man coaxed so much money out of the Russian government <laughs> to make shit they don't even want to show. <laughs> Bro, he made he made <laughs> the Soviet Union his bitch, bro. Yeah, There's- and then the Soviet Union didn't get wise to it till like, like right towards the end there, like. I want to just bring up a couple of things. He made. Let me just get this real right, real quick. One, two, three, four, five. He made five movies in the Soviet Union, and it took Stalker, which is let's be honest, the most straightforward of his commentary on the Soviet on the Union. On the government, yeah. For them to finally say enough of this shit, you're fucking exiled. <laughs> That's like, baller. Like I mean, I mean, they're. I mean, technically, I mean, Kurosawa kind of did the same thing, but yeah. I don't think because the West, America, and the West was already moving in when Kurosawa was really kind of getting to his to his peak. Yeah, I don't think he's even at the level of Tarkovsky's kind of fuck you. <laughs> yeah, but um. Yeah, that man, like, that's... That man got balls of steel. That man's got balls. It's like Fellini with Satyricon. Like, you're telling... You're like, no, not Satyricon. It was eight and a half. Eight and a half. Where it's like, you know, the Vatican loved this movie. I'm like, why? what do you love of that? It's literally a... (laughs) We're sitting here going, this... This... He is... He is just killing you. (laughs) He is ripping you apart in this movie, and you love this movie. (laughs) Shut up, Stacey. Shut up. Oh God. Uh what has more cuts this one or the fucking Blade Runner? But um yeah, um I just it's the last movie I had to watch from him. I'm glad he was, I'm glad I finally watched all his movies because uh it's yeah, it's my one of my favorite filmmakers of all time. I hell I think like next to next to Alejandro, he is my one of my favorite directors of all time. Um this man, unlike any other work, I, I'll say this, I was thinking about it like Brad. You said you were in your twenties when you when you when you uh, discovered Kurosawa, right? Mm-hmm. 
but at fucking 32, Brad discovered Tarkovsky. <laughs> and uh, I think. Yeah, I, I think that's I, when I watched Stalker. Yeah. And I but think the, see, and you it. know, I probably would have discovered him earlier on if I had known about him. Yeah. Like, Kurosawa is one of those, like, you hear because Spielberg and because Lucas, because all these famous directors came out and supported him when he became, you know, older. Because, let's face it, Japan was going through a thing and didn't want to support him anymore. And that's that's kind of how it starts. It's like, well, okay, this so Star Wars was inspired by this movie. Okay, I'll go watch it. I'll yeah. go watch Hidden Fortress. And it starts from there. Like, I didn't have any of that from, like, Tarkovsky because... Oh, the U.S. didn't want his movies here. Yeah, because so. still Curtin and all that shit. Yeah, the Iron Curtain, yeah, I know. But yeah, man, um, I'm going to go ahead and give uh, Andrei Rublev a uh, perfect 10 out of 10 for me. It's 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 a 10. But I'll give you my ranking, y'all, to, to let you know where it stands. But Brad, what are you going to go ahead uh, give Andrei Rublev? Uh, again, three hours movies just ain't my thing. Um. <laughs> But it's solid. I will give it a uh, 9 out of 10. All right. Uh, so since I've actually watched all of them, man, um, I have, I'm have. i going to go bottom to top. Hi, Rachel. Now, when I tell you this, y'all, I'm not saying that this movie's bad. Four, four, four. I'll tell you. I have nostalgia on, t- on the bottom. I, nostalgia's a 4 out of 5, guys. Okay? I gave it a 4 out of 5. It's not bad. And I have Ivan's Childhood on top of that, which is another 4 out of 5. And then my 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 tens out of ten start from here. Mirror, the sacrifice, Solaris, Andrei Rublev, and of course Stalker is still my favorite. And I think that movie that movie changed my life. I, I don't I don't think I'll ever you know find anything that can top Stalker from him. You know, and I, I don't think I don't think it will because I already watched all his movies. So um, yeah, uh, one of these days maybe I'll put uh, nostalgia for Brad and I so we, so Brad can finally finish him. I mean, so, we might do it. Do it on the next, yeah, next international yeah. film or something. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Rachel, thank you for stopping by. Um, four, but four, yeah, man, four. that was our review of Andre Rublev. And next month, we next month, next week, we are going to do Alfonso Cuarón's 2001 film, Y tu mamá también. Y tu mamá también. <laughs> yeah, man, man. If you thought I, I was like, damn, she built. Damn, she built like that. Wait until next week when I'm like, that lady was putting Damn. in work. That mm-hmm. lady was putting in work the whole trip, bro. I mean, she got to be tired. <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah. So, as always, we want to thank our wonderful, what's it called, patrons. You guys are the reason that this show, these shows exist and the network is standing where it stands. Uh, we want and, to thank and why we got to, got to uh, do our commentary on um, AEW all out. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, without y'all, we wouldn't have been able to buy all out. <laughs> yeah, uh, fun night, which, though. Which, um, I, I'm gonna agree with Aiden, probably the best pay per view wrestling ever. Yeah, I want to say, I don't know when would be my last pay per view that I would say, like, oh, better than this. It, it would have been a while, there. it would have been a WrestleMania a long time ago for me. Yeah, I've got, I've got it. It's probably like, or maybe a bash at the beach, like for. Like way, way, way back yeah. there. I, because like, there's a lot, maybe a yeah. Dean Malenko. Yeah, point point is, there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff. There's it's a lot of years that is that I've seen something that's that, like top to bottom that good. 
But um, is it raining over there, Brad? Yeah, it. Yeah. I hear it. That's why. Yeah, it's, like, it's pretty yeah. loud. Yeah. Well, let's go ahead and just finish this when we uh. Okay. Say, say hi to you, say itu mama, itu itu your mama for me. Uh, but thank you Love to our associate state. producer. Thank you to our associate producer, uh, Sarah. We want to thank you all so much, and uh, I want to thank our wonderful executive producer Shane. Where can you find him, Brett? Uh, you can follow our friend Shane at uh, Thrifted IL on Twitter at XSRK underscore on Twitter at XSRK mm-hmm. on Twitch. I might have got those flipped around, but I'm trying not to be distracted. Um, or go purchase something out. from the Seppi Guide at thriftedil.com. Mm-hmm. It might and be hailing. I think it sounds like hail compared it's to really rain. It's really loud. It's really yeah. loud right now. Um, and I want to thank our, our writer, Tony. Hey, Tony. It was nice seeing you this weekend, bro. Thank you, cuz, for coming down. It was fun to see you, cuz. And uh, I'll see you whenever you come back. But uh, at Real Nerdy Dad on Twitter. And um, yeah. Um, guys, right now, Brad and I do not know what the hell we're doing on Thursday. Uh, Maybe nothing. We don't know. I don't know. I think we're mentally preparing ourselves on Thursday for what we're gonna do on Saturday. So uh, that might be a that might be a, a get drunk for Brad day. I think I might just have us watch the like the the pop the happy movie. things, <laughs> some happy talking. things, just just short just short Disney yeah. Disney films. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'll find something. For, I think we might do Vivo or something. So yeah, just just like, just, like, just go into our happy place. Yeah, uh, because on Saturday we are celebrating our five years. Uh, we were supposed to do it last week, but um, yeah, what's it called? Things stacked up, and I was not here on Friday, on Saturday, Friday or Saturday. Yeah, but I was on Sunday, and we had a lot. Of you, but Brad did. Brad did a great job on Friday. Saturday. I tried, tried, and I, I, I say, um, everyone else helped me, helped me yeah. through. So on Saturday, we are going to be doing our solo or the 120 days of Sodom movie commentary. Blah. <laughs> Yeah, man. Heavily <laughs> <laughs> considering breaking my sobriety that day. Um, but um, yeah, that's going to happen, y'all. And um, you can read all about our rules uh, when it comes to the movie and who can be in here with us. On yeah, on our Discord. Discord. I, I, uh, sent, I sent you a question, but you're just probably going to tell me no. What? <laughs> I, I asked, uh, so if I don't send the, send the emoji, I don't have to watch the movie. No, Loophole. no, you're you're, you're automatically. <laughs> I'm locked in. Yeah, yeah. You're lucky that Alex has to do some stuff, or I'd be making them come in on Saturday. I'm making. <laughs> so first of all, this was originally a before I leave funding goal. Brad could have not been there, but because we put this off so long, and I don't have anybody else that I would I'm share there. it with. I, Brad has to be there. there are some films we've watched together where the only way Raul is going to get through them is if I'm here suffering, but also just making jokes the whole fucking time. And I'm gonna need it this time, bro. And I'm gonna need it. So we'll see oh my god, guys. how much can you shit? We'll see you guys hopefully on Thursday for a really happy movie animated or something. Um or uh, on on tomorrow uh, on Media Martyr 17's uh, Twitch channel, we're gonna be doing uh, Survivors of Flame. I'll be of Ooh. course technical directing like always. Brett's gonna be playing. 
Um, but yeah, probably do that. And uh, yeah, share it. <laughs> share, share it. Share. Sharing is caring. Yeah. But without further ado, it's been a lot of fun, y'all. And uh, I'll talk to you guys next time. But in the meantime, I'm signing off. Brad, send them out. All right, roll. Name being host as always. Thank you to all are those the, the the words. I think thank you all those who joined us in chat today. Um, appreciate each and every one of you. Thank you to Kylie for the follows. Super dope. Uh, thank you to all our listeners out there, all our Patreon supporters. We appreciate each and every one of you. And to end this episode, um, I guess all I can say is I would have let that pagan woman kiss me too. <laughs> Young Yoda out. Thank <laughs> you.